the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And uh, it's pleasant. It hasn't gotten hot yet. Oh, we got a 30% chance of rain. I know. That's exciting. We, yeah, we talk about it before Jerry gets here and goes. <laughs> yeah, before we get to feel some rain on us when he <laughs> comments on it. That's spit. <laughs> yeah, I think that isn't, yeah. When he said it's just, it wasn't even spit, you know, we know, yeah, yeah, it was. We felt it. All right, uh, 210-308-8867 is our number. And like I said, oh, no, there's some breeze, a little breeze on the flags. I think it, it is a few degrees uh, cooler. Yeah, it feels like it. I think today's supposed to be warm, but uh, it doesn't feel too bad right now. And uh, lots of folks out here at Mill Burgers at 1604 and Bull Road. So we encourage you to come on out and be a part of the fun. Let's well, well, Trace outdid himself on tomato plant. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there's uh, like... Five tables full of them over there, and uh, uh, some of those uh, some of those recommended ver- ver- uh, varieties that we haven't seen so far. But uh, almost all of the, you know, tycoon and uh, uh, red deuce and uh, ruby crush, almost th- yeah. celebrity red snapper, <laughs> the and, fish, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, STM uh, twenty two fifty five, right? And so it, that and was they, last year's rodeo tomato. Yeah, and then the uh, oh the, the one the one I can never remember that uh, is along with Tycoon and Celebrity is the nematode resistant. So if you've got soil uh, uh, nematodes in part of your garden. Uh, Nowadays, the best way to deal with that is to use one of the uh, tomato selections that's uh, resistant to uh, nematodes. And so we've got at least uh, three uh, three here in this uh, bunch of tomato plants. That, uh, yeah, which ones are they? The Tycoon. Okay, I do remember that. Celebrity. Okay. Oh, Celebrity is uh, nematode resistant? Yes. I didn't know that. And then... The one that I can never remember. Valley Cat? Valley Cat. Okay. All right, Milton. That's the only one I remembered. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. And uh, it is a, a one that is uh, does very well in the fall and in the spring. I'm glad to see it here. 
Oh, and then all yeah, which one Phoenix? came out first? Oh, yeah, Phoenix has been out a while. Phoenix. And it's a heat setter. Yeah. I know by the name. Yeah. It's uh, funny how you're so perceptive. <laughs> well, there's Phoenix that has a fire sound to it. What else was there? Was there a heat wave, heat something? Oh, yeah, heat wave was a good one. Yeah, that was, and then, oh, there were a couple of other ones that had the heat or hot names uh-huh. that were. Solar. Solar fire. Yeah. Or solar or something. But, uh, yeah, good selection. Plants look good. They're in the four and a half inch. There's a, a few of the uh, one gallon. Uh, I think mostly tycoons and uh, uh, celebrities, but uh, all those other selections we mentioned are in the four and a half inch. So they're they're here, and it's time you get them in in the garden. Oh, gonna, good! Are you're you going to have fall. You, yeah, if you're going to have. You're giving fall. us permission. Huh? You're giving us permission for. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're, the ground? we're getting to uh, even even the more conservative. Uh, Tomato fall tomato people like Mark Peterson. Uh, the, this first week, second week in uh, August is is uh, his target okay. time too. Okay, very cool. Well, we got him here at Mill Burgers. We've got some uh, looking out over us. Uh, some Esperanza, both uh, looks like the Gold Star and the Bells of Fire. My Bells of Fire. Goodness gracious. It looks great. I'll have to send you a picture. Oh, and I t- took a picture of that, that bougainvillea that we talked about for Calvin. Let me find that. A uh, triangular one? or Yeah. It's, I had to take it, like, from my car window. So, oh, hey, yuck. Did you get a picture of our rat? No. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, there it is. There it is. Here, not the rat. The, the bougainvillea. Can you see that? Oh wow! Yeah, that does. Look yeah, like, it just has a looks like a celosia or something there. Oh, yeah, it kind of does. That is a strange thing. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. Let me look at that. You know, you know what? Yeah. Okay. Well, before I break the phone. Yeah, before you dropped it and broke it. Okay. Well, he's he's reading something now. It's it. So. Just just is my article. I oh, think. that's all. Or uh, I hope he mentioned the microbes in here. Oh, was he talking about? Uh, <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't specify why. Well, no, I spe- specified the the results, the the uh, issues of uh, uh, tropical uh, milkweed. Yeah, leaving it leaving it in too long here in uh, San Antonio. The potential uh, challenges that it may, may makes for the. Uh, uh, Producing uh, monarchs and the population increase. So, so let me ask you something. This is a weird question. No, it's new. You? I know. Uh oh. Which danger is greater? That I'll the the harm that'll come to them because I leave it out after September or something, or that that I hear that advice and I go, you know, I don't want to bother with that. It's just okay, whatever. I'll find something else. Um, how many how many monarchs are we talking about losing if, if they if they stay to the winter? Or is it hundreds, dozens, thousands, millions? Well, Nobody just, knows uh, that. Just a, it would be uh, just a few. But okay, the the, pro- the problem is, of course, that they your the idea is that you want to do things to increase their numbers, and if they 
if they don't raise any young, that doesn't you know that doesn't increase their numbers, or if the young all die. So, so it, you uh, you want them either to you want those parents that are coming the migrants that are coming through here to to get plenty of uh, of uh, material to uh, nectar plants mm-hmm. and then go successfully go on to their wintering grounds. Okay. If no, they, I'm just thinking. I didn't yeah. want people to, you know, we're encouraging people to grow them. I didn't want to think, think oh, this is going to be a hassle. I'll forget about it. So really yeah. it's not that much of a hassle to, to trim them down. But Well, it's a bit of a hassle, but it's not, not uh, major. They should just get them anyway. It see, uh, certainly seems to be easier to do that than it is to figure out how to uh, grow the native uh, milkweed successfully in well, okay. San Antonio, especially with that February freezes we had. It kind of messed up. Messed you up, mess up everything. Seemed to took a took out everything that. Uh, all, all the natives that we were finding oh, did it really? some success wow. with. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Yeah, and the good news is uh, the uh, tropical milkweed, butterfly, Butterfly weed are on sale this week. Number one's regularly eight ninety nine, on sale for seven eighty eight, or three for twenty one dollars. And more, this more, more good news is that they, if you decide to uh, trim them back in in September, so that they don't uh, attract the uh, migrating. Um, Monarchs, you still have a, a, most likely they'll survive and come in the spring, and that's when we, that's when we'd like to have them blooming and lots of foliage in the spring because that that's the, the kind of the prime time for producing young monarchs here in San Antonio. Yeah, and this uh, this sale lasts from August third. Oh yeah, through Monday, August 29th. So if you come on in on uh, August 29th or before and then get the milkweed, I mean, you can enjoy that bloom because they're in bloom for, what, three or four days, Milton? Uh, huh? I don't know what to say. All right, huh? Well, he, it's just typical of him. He's not uh, very uh, constructive. No, I'm, I'm very constructive. Oh, I'm yeah. telling people if they come in and buy those plants on sale, they're going to be enjoying them for three or four days. You can enjoy them more if you buy them sooner. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, yeah, so we do have that and uh, lots of other stuff. The lantana, I believe, is on sale, too, and there's some pretty lantana examples. Let's see. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, got uh, Yeah, yeah. My bobine that I've yeah. been encouraging people to buy. And it's still number one, regularly eight ninety nine, right at $9. Yeah, but not. not. Uh, on sale for seven eighty eight. Uh, three for twenty-one dollars. So that's 
pretty good deal there. And we got the, the porter weed, a good good selection of porter weed, and lo- loaded with bumblebees. Yeah. Um, yeah, right? It's not on sale this week. Oh, it sure is loaded with bumblebees. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, I suspect I was looking for the mist flower. Uh, there's a few pur- uh, of the purple porter weeds. Uh, uh, lots of the fire bush over there. And then you mentioned the uh, lantanas, which become a, a, the prime one of the prime nectar sources in the fall. Um, I don't know the reason I get, but the they sure uh, the butterfly sure f- uh, find the reason. And uh, how how are we are are uh, oh the ones with the purple flowers um, that grow just like. Uh, Esperanza, uh, Duranta. Are we? Uh, are they on sale too? Mm-mm. They're for sale, but not on sale. This. That that Duranta is a uh, another one that's really uh, attractive to the. And what did we butterfly. say that was also called uh, something dew? Dew. Yellow, got, yellow dew or golden dew? Gold, yeah, maybe it's golden, golden dew drop. Yeah, golden dew. There. Wow. Listen to you. <laughs> and then there's uh, there's a Brazilian. A name with Brazilian in it too for it. Oh, I don't remember that one. And for Duranta, Brazilian. I guess I guess the computer will let me know. Open up. Yeah, you'll have to ask Siri. <laughs> but it that that's a that's a great plant, and it uh, took it uh, took it on the chin uh, in the uh, freezes uh, two years ago, freeze in February. But they're they're coming back now. And uh, seem to be ready to do some blooming. They do most of their blooming in the fall. Remember, they got the ye- the yellow berries after the purple mm-hmm. flowers too. Mm, the, the purple flowers are really pretty. They kind of hang down. Almost remind me of, uh, without the fragrance, the purple flowers of the mountain laurel. They kind of have that cluster. Yeah. Yeah. So named after Jimmy Duranta. Mountain laurels? No. Uh, no. Uh-huh. You're, you're just determined you're going to get that. <laughs> if I say it enough. If you say some, some, you'll be at a, a little convention and somebody will say, now this plant named after Jimmy Duranta. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll know. That's You'll know where it came from. <laughs> yep. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, Calvin is asking Siri. <laughs> I guess I could look it up too. I got a Brazilian sky flower. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Golden, also called golden dugar. That's what Jerry said. P- pigeon berry or sky flower. Okay. Does it say anything about who it was named after? Uh, no, I don't know. Oh. Some guy named Sky Flower. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, do you know who it was named after? What's that? Duranta? Jimmy Duranta. Is that right? Yeah. I did not know that. Inca Dinka Doo. Uh, that's the Inca Dinka Doo variety. <laughs> he used to sing about that plant all the time. <laughs> yeah, and they've also got uh, Esperanza still on sale. Yeah. Number one are gallon pots of values values to twelve ninety nine. That means you can get it in larger pots, I think, for well, more these, than twelve. Oh, okay. These look uh, um, 
like they had more blooms than than the ones we were looking at last last week. Yeah, uh, the ones that were in the front of that was Gold Star Esperanza, full of blooms. What happened to those, Milton? They all got sold. That's not Gold Star, you don't no. think? In front of us? I know it's not. Oh, okay. Is that the Tacoma? It's a seedling. Okay. Of Gold Star. Okay. That they've renamed. Calvin. Calvin. Now, had that plant been patented, uh, they couldn't get couldn't get away with that. Oh, okay. Just like uh, the, the uh, crepe myrtles that uh, Dr. Whitcomb patented, uh, all of them are patented now, so you can't just take a seed and grow it out and, and name it and, because it's from a patented plant. And they can they can tell that, don't they can get away with that? They can tell that by doing genetic testing. Ooh, it's like fatherhood, you know, testing for. Oh, so like this this would be on Maury Povich's show. There you go. Okay. <laughs> no, nobody does it. Now the only one that's not uh, genetically or uh, patented was Whitcomb's first red. Which was the dynamite. It was not patented. I remember when we were, I think, when the, 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 is that recent? Um, I mean, within. No, does that dy- come up dy- while, while we were doing the show? Dy- dynamite uh, came out, was the first one he put on the market. It's, oh. it's been on the market. I don't know. Because I remember you talking about dynamite. And oh, was, yeah. What was the. The deal was, <laughs> funny thing about dynamite is. Uh, is if it if it blooms in the shade or initiates its bloom in the shade, they're pink. How interesting. And the first year the first year the dynamite came on the market, they took some down to the uh uh, uh nurseryman sale. The uh Tan sale, mm-hmm. T-A-N, well, okay. and uh, of course that's in the cool auditorium. Oh no! So they moved them, they moved the young plants into <laughs> into the auditorium, put them on display as dynamite, and they bloom pink. Yeah, it was mostly a, a lot of pink. Bloom. That must be must have been kind of a surprise for. Well, the, it was, and it's hard to explain. Yeah, but uh, get them out in the sun. The the dynamite color. Yeah, blue I, red. There you go. Hey, uh, we'll keep talking more about this in a moment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to take a break, and while we do, you call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. The sun has come out. Still a nice breeze out here, but it's a great day to come on out and uh, get some plants, get some expert advice, um, get whatever you need here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Yes, sir. Aren't they pre- predicting almost uh, 10% of the rain? Oh, he, he, he knows. Uh, we didn't get away with it. No, I think it's more than that. 
Oh, five percent? No, that's that's less. <laughs> As your Latin teacher would say, that's less. Uh, let me let me get, I'm gonna get the forecast here. Yeah. Thirty was the last I heard. I heard thirty-two last time. Thirty. Well, that's for sure, right? Right. <sighs> <laughs> With Jerry, the glass isn't you know half full or half empty. It's just uh, glass. I brought I brought you a, a picture. Uh, since you were predicting the rain and everything, mm-hmm. uh, somebody sent me this picture of a Texas rain. You know, I was talking about Bill McReynolds' rain gauge that he had to re- relabel as a dust gauge. Yeah. You know? But, uh, and I, I, I was thinking maybe we ought to put out a dust gauge. But uh, one, of, one of my readers said, said this is for you. No, that's funny. <laughs> Show that to Cal. Yeah, here, Cal. Okay, so. We, we can get those in this inexpensive, inexpensive. Maybe Sauce will pay for it. Maybe so. All right, it's a bottle cap. For, for those who haven't seen it on Facebook, uh, 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 4 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 98. Heat index values as high as 103. 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms before 7 p.m. tonight. What percentage? 30. And how much are they predicting? Uh, they don't show the, the things anymore. I think they've they heard about you and said, forget it. It looks like tomorrow's 20%, Monday's 20%, Tuesday's 20%, Wednesday's 20%, Thursday's 30%, and then Friday's back to 20 That's going to solve the, that's going to cure the drought, right? Uh, it'd be nice if it did. Let's just think positive. <laughs> I'm yeah, positive it's I, not going to cure I wish they would. Uh, we never did get any information about how much rain you needed before the uh, drought was uh, officially called off. Well, uh, I can solve that problem. Why? Did you Did you find out? <laughs> no. Uh, I, print, I uh, looked at all the... Uh, Drought information, yeah, that we've had, and the several t- several times that we've had a drought, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty often. Uh, we had one in uh, 2011. We had one in 2006. You remember all these? No, I, I okay. looked them up, and I also found some information that we had uh, done on uh, the drought. And I put it on, uh, I put them all together on uh, on a uh, web, on a website on the topics of the month at the top. It's called Denial of Droughts Will Not Save Plants. In other words, some people say, well, we're going to get 30%. That'll probably solve the drought problem. Mm. And while looking for those... That's uh, pretty. What is that? It's a squirrel, squirrel moment. Oh. Uh, in his basket. Can you tell? It's a bougainvillea, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Huh. No, I didn't. That's different looking. It's yeah, different. It's got, co- it's got upright. Uh, it's holding its bloom spikes and, upside and down. What did you say it was? Bougainvillea. Okay. Bougain, 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 bougain. Doesn't, doesn't look like it. Okay, that's well, neat. The red color is a little different, too. Yeah. 
Well, that, that must be the one from Oso Creek down in uh, oh, oh, maybe that's the Oso, Oso Red? There you go. Okay. Look at the map and remember that. Uh. Yeah, let's trace that. I thought that was a clever play on words. Okay, sorry. But anyway, uh, you wanna, if you want to look up all that information on uh, what is drought and drought stress, a list of drought-tolerant plants for Texas is also uh, put on there. And there is uh, there's one by uh, Dr. Larry Stein on what is a significant rain event. Oh. And what, I'll put that on there just for you, Milton. What does significant mean in that case? Enough to, 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 break, to break a drought. Yeah. Well, and well, what, guess what? It's not two tenths. Okay. I feel, what does he say it is? I'm not telling you. You're uh, going to have to read it. I'm just going to go look it up. Uh, <laughs> I'll guess six tenths. Seven it's over an inch. Really? Yeah. Over how long? Okay. Every rainfall, uh, at least an inch. Okay, but but see, it still doesn't answer my question. Yeah. So if, if, if right now, with a 30% chance of rain, we got an inch of rain. Is it over? The drought's over? No. We can all go home? That's one That's one step in getting the drought okay. open. Okay. <laughs> it, it outlines all that information. Milton. All right. So I go to top. Dr. Stein did a good job. Denial of drought will not save plants. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 210. By, by Dr. Stein. All right. We'll look for that. How's this, how are the pecans doing? Huh? Are the pecans doing okay? Or are they suffering? His, are, of course, he irrigates everything, and uh, I think he got an average set, a pretty okay. good set. Are you selling them this year? No, huh? <laughs> no. You gave that up, huh? <laughs> yeah, my that that put me out of the pecan <laughs> business. <laughs> business. Yes, <laughs> I remember. I uh, speaking of the drought, uh, I found this by. Uh, on a, one of my little news deals, it says uh, Wilson County Fire Marshal Edwin Bake, Baker finds himself in the Catron of an historical drought that has turned thousands of square miles of farms and ranches into gra- and grasslands into straw kindling. Mm. The NOAA says January through June of this link has been Wilson County's driest six-month period in the past 128 years. Wow. Uh, It says uh, gophers are feeling the stress. Of course, you know, they eat underground roots. Oh. And so if the plant dies, the gophers starve to death. Poor gophers. They put all the gophers down there starving to death, Milton. Man, he's going to have a nice-looking yard. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, the grass burrs will survive. No, oh, he said all this, did he? Yeah. Hmm. You know I wouldn't make that up, you know? No, I don't know that. But. As, as bad as I've ever seen it, fire marshal on the job 25 years says wildlife threat is off the chart. Wow. 
So uh, that, that's that's uh, Easter here, right? So what if we get a half an inch today and a half an inch tomorrow? No. Really? It would be a, at least an inch slow rainfall. Oh, man. And with vegetable crops and things like that, uh, we talk about adding an inch of, of water or rainfall. Uh, <laughs> I need an inch of water uh, per per week. Hmm. Per week. So every everything is inches. How many inches of water? Speaking of vegetables, uh, <laughs> the Rio Grande Valley is uh, having some problems. Yeah, I heard some as it always on that. does. Yeah. Uh, because of the uh, it's they probably cut down on the draw of water out of the Rio Grande uh, the river. Hmm. So uh, and when they turn off the water, buddy, at this time of the year, that goes a lot of onions and uh, plants like that to get get ready to be planted at the pre-irrigate. So it's it's it's. Looking bad all over the place. So we need rain. Yeah. But I'm betting on that 30%, man. 20%. I'm glad to see your... 20%. Uh, The... I also found something, since we're sitting out on the porch a lot of times. Is it going to be more um, positive and... It's going to be... Important information, don't they? Uh, That means it's not positive. Okay. Uh, One sign, one sure sign that someone is about to have a heat stroke is when they begin to be, listen to this, confused, (laughs) irritable, hallucinations, and complaints of body chills. Oh, I think Who do we know that's had all those, has all those? I haven't heard the complaints of body chills yet. <laughs> yeah, I neither. Out here, you don't have body chills. Yeah, but, but short of that, yeah. <laughs> if the body does not cool down immediately, death will soon follow. You remember that, Matthew? Okay. If you see me over here being confused. <laughs> <laughs> I should throw some water right on You're you. Right. <laughs> Irritable. Okay. Illusion. <laughs> Calvin, do you have a hose? Would you would you take that responsibility if you see him irritable or confused or what else? Irritable, confused. Chills. Uh, Chills. But he's not hallucinations. No, oh, I haven't seen like when I'm when I'm reading these things from either Calvin's or somewhere else. And I and I hallucinate that the other oh the words are on the word, paper that word, may not be there yeah right uh, we'll just spray them down is that all right <laughs> we'll get one of the the women here that helps water the plants to get you yeah. that we'll get that woman to loan you the hose the devil. yeah find that one that <laughs> yeah. shot me yeah she she thought you were hallucinating in fact I saw <laughs> saw her walking in I was walking in people who have also people who have different different chronic diseases. Got that. Several of them. Yeah, whole list of them. Consume alcohol regularly. No. Uh, you do that the whole show. Are obese. They have to always throw that obese What in if you consume ar- <laughs> You don't consume as much alcohol as you want to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they'll think you're having a heat stroke. And have had a previous heat illness episode. 
will have heat strokes at a higher rate than a more physically fit. That's Calvin and I. Oh, I see. Individuals. Uh, but for the good, for our listeners who are concerned about our health, uh, after a heat stroke, you should let your body rest for five to ten days. Man. So uh, depending on the severity of the stroke. So if uh, if we have a hot radio broadcast in the hot weather, after after Sunday. We take oh, you five, have five days, five to ten days before we do it again. Okay, I just thought you'd be interested. Thank in you. That. Well, that's <laughs> Calvin. What? What do you? Oh, it's just uh, seeing a small. Is it a? Um, Calvin's hallucinating. Oh, a hummingbird up there. I didn't see a hummingbird. Uh huh. I know you're mostly in the Whoa, whoa, don't get angry. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. What else was there? Your your pet rat. (laughs) Uh, Let's not talk about him. All right. Hey, we got Bud on the line. Let's go to Bud. 210 308 8867. Hey there, Bud. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening in South Texas. Hey there, Barry. We We can hear ourselves. Thank you. Okay. What's going on, Bud? Uh, I have a, a little insight about uh, how much rain before we end the drought. Oh, good. Okay. What's that? Now, I, I don't have, you know, 100% precise by definition. We're okay. In, in, informations. You know, we have, uh, I think the drought we are in is the uh, uh, most extreme severe. Is it really historically well, for 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 at least half of Bear County? I think that's true. Hmm. And then, of course, if we don't have the uh, the worst one, there's different <laughs> levels. There's different levels for the drought. Well, I want to have the worst one. No, you don't. I mean, if I'm going to have a drought, I want no. to have the worst. <laughs> you now, want to be able to say, well, at least it wasn't the worst one. Oh, okay. Now, how, how how much lack of uh, rain? Produces each one of those types of drought. That that's where I don't really know those figures. But I will say this: as of yesterday, we are 13.62 inches below normal. Oh, so you do is? Are you saying that when you get back to normal, that's when the drought ends? No, I don't know. I probably probably it's not defined that way. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just saying, every a, single day of uh, 2022 so far, according to the rain received at San Antonio Airport, has always been less than what is normal for that day. Oh, I got you. Okay. So we've 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 been in the negative ever since January one. Hmm. The That's negative, about. like I said, was uh, 13.6, and that's because we have received only 5.1. Oh, so normally we'd be about 18. 19, close 19. to 19. Yeah. So we're deep We're deep in the hole. Hmm. And we could get, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to guess, uh, inch of rain this week, inch the next week, inch the next week. 
and we'd still be remaining in one of in some uh, grade of drought. Yeah. How how many? I'm okay with uh, uh, with getting an inch this week, next week, and then. <laughs> how many tenths of an inch do we need to get? Uh, he's setting you up, bud. Uh, <laughs> we need to get ten tenths of an inch. That would, that, 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 that would be probably thousands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even more than that to end the drought. Okay. <laughs> Just talking ten. All right. Well, thank you, bud. Yeah. Interesting you did stuff. Good. Yeah, the uh, the National Weather Service. They yeah, they, they, they they have uh, charts for everything. <laughs> and uh, oh. if you 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 could probably uh, check with them and be able to determine well, okay, to get to just abnormally dry. If we get this many inches, then we would be classified abnormally dry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just thought right. I'd. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, bud. You take care. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is AM 930 or 930 AM, The Answer. <laughs> Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm going to take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. And just remember, Spider-Man Warren Remy has been doing this since 1976, and he's here for you if there's something that's uh, popped up in your home uh, that you don't want. And that could be ants, it could be roaches, it could be rats, uh, it could be mosquitoes, it could be whatever. You get the idea. And I like the fact that Spider-Man, I think this is the reason they're they're two reasons they're they're very successful one is they look at the problem holistically and solve why it's happening and two uh they uh, also are going to make you part of the process too so they're not going to uh they're going to if you uh, have you know challenges or for them talk to them about it and they'll be honest with you and tell you kind of okay that works great we're going to do this but here's here's what you'll notice that kind of stuff so uh give them a call and learn more 210-656-3721 the last pest control company you're going to call is spider-man termite and pest control 210-656-3721 and you'll find them online at go SpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. We want to hear from you and find out what challenge, 8867, 210-308-8867 uh, is the number to call to be a part of the show. Where We, we were asking for uh, some sort of input. I can't remember what it was about a plant. I don't think it was firebush because... Uh, there was some we were trying to find out how if people had them, and but you, do you remember? I don't. I, I, okay. While we're thinking about it, let's uh, mention to everybody that we were uh, we consistently mentioned how attractive the the white vincas are. Oh for, gosh, and look how many vincas. they have. Yeah, that's right. That's they, the, the, the most they've had in a long time. Yeah, good selection. They really look good. I've got uh, a bunch of them on, on the patio. In containers, and that and the white is a real dominating color and attractive. Uh, easy, and of course, vinca. Um, 
Jerry's favorite, but also very easy to easy to grow. And uh, even in this uh, heat, now you you do have to have to water it there every couple of days, but not as much as zinnias or some of those uh, some of the other plants. It's a little uh, more tolerant of, of the heat. And of course, if you're if you like to match the white. Uh, it's hard to beat it when you put put it together with the the bright red. Mm-hmm. But there's also pinks there and uh, and kind of a, a variations of, of pink too. How do you how do you do that? So let's say you picture a bed that you're going to put these in. Are you? There we go. Are you doing? Red, white, red, white, red, white, red, red, white, and then the next row the same. Are you doing like red, 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 like a row of red coming out and a row of white? I, t- I kind of do the uh, kind of a combination, uh, like I would have uh, three reds and and three whites, hmm. and not a, okay. not a straight necessarily a straight line. And if it's if you're on your patio, you know you'll have a barbecue in there. You might have a little table and some chairs, and so you you vary that pattern just a little bit. And then if it's if it's a landscape here in San Antonio, uh, you know besides the vinca, kind of don- it would it would not be unusual to have a landscape dominated by. The vinca, but you'd also it'd be kind of neat to have some of that porter weed because uh, of it. it's, uh, it's such a, an attractive plant and uh, decisive in terms of attracting the hummingbirds and everything. And then you know, right right now, too, firebush really looks good. And uh, yeah, I've, I've again, I drove by the library uh, and there. Yeah. Okay. And there. And of course, you can't beat them. They're they're looking good now, and they got the the black shin hummingbirds plus our uh, our bees down there. But in just a month or so, we'll have all those migrating hummingbirds coming through too. And they they just uh, get into those dog fights for the sake of dog fights. Mm. Rufus hummingbirds and and ruby throats. Um, so. And the young are coming in. You know, they've they've been very successful, and that that is a kind of a will be an interesting discussion. How in this kind of you know, kind of weather we, we talk a lot about the stress of, of plants, but uh, based on uh, the response to hummingbird feeders and to the, the blooms. Uh, the hummingbirds seem to be very, very successful in raising raising their young this year, and you wonder why how how them, they don't get heat stroke, obviously. Yeah, they're not confused. <laughs> yeah, or, or uh, don't have chills. Maybe I don't. Know. <laughs> but yeah. uh, are they taking it on the chin a little bit with the? Uh, are there less blooms with with the the drier weather? Well, yeah, I think there is. Uh, there okay. is probably less less blooms. Uh, what if if you got if you're willing to water, you can keep the blooms pretty well. But hey, gosh, it, you know, in a, in a normal landscape um, with this kind of heat, you would you would have less. You'd probably have less plant uh, blooms than you would 
I'm thinking of uh, old things like uh, oh, kind of honeysuckle and some of the things that you don't normally water. Yeah. Turks cap and everything—they're really probably not blooming. But the you know the vinca that you're watering your maybe your esperanza, uh, they'll do they'll do fine. But you you really got to give the plant attention if it's going to be blooming up a storm in this kind of weather. <laughs> yeah, well, my my bed beneath the, below the house is uh, that has a. a uh, Turks cap and uh, some uh, never dried. I mean, it doesn't hadn't dried up in years. It's dried up. Hmm. It's drying up now. I'm not saying it's dead, but uh, I haven't watered it and it's showing symptoms. Yeah, that uh, Mexican honeysuckle. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, mine is just like half its normal size and. It's got some kind of remnants of blooms, but not not at all uh, the normal bloom, bloom coverage that it would have uh, this time of the year. Um, so that that we have to put up. But uh, if you do have blooms, you, you can count on uh, a, a lot of uh, traffic in terms of nectar uh, seeking hummingbirds and butterflies and uh, your bumblebees. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yes, sir? Uh, oh, he was pointing out something. Calvin the Bumble, oh, the bu- attracting to, in the... Oh, they're taking a picture yeah, of it. Picture oh, of the bumblebees. Yeah. yeah. Hey, coming up, uh, don't forget that uh, David Rodriguez will be here on August 20th talking about warm weather vegetables, part one. And... Uh, <laughs> He'll be teaching. Part that. two is coming up in September. Part two is coming up in September, and it's cool weather vegetables. Yeah. So. so David is predicting. He covers, you know, from A to C. It's predicting that it's going to be cool in September. Some, at some point? That's. But is, is it a good weather forecaster? No, but September is. Oh, okay. <laughs> we used to. But I've been, I've been mighty hot on some dove hunts. Yeah. Uh, uh, in September. That's when the season opened, September 1. And uh, my daddy uh, would always be out there in the field on September 1st. Taking oh, really? Care those, taking care of those doves. Uh, speaking of doves, have I told you all my latest dove story? <laughs> do you know, want, I, do I, we want to hear this? <laughs> I don't know. Did it have to do with your natural. bathroom window? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, ta- I mentioned last weekend, I think, that uh, when I let the water, my water uh, fountain, the uh, tree hugger? bird. Oh, the bird bath. <laughs> bird bath dry up, the doves shift their attention to the water bowls, cat's water bowls. Mm-hmm. And they eat the cat food. <laughs> Uh, pick around the cat food. You didn't know doves like cat food. Did no. You? But uh, cat food and then drank out of the cat's water bowl. That's I, probably dangerous. Uh, I was going to say it's probably I, dangerous. No, they like it. The cats like the, the doves? Over? Yeah. Oh, they do. And yeah, yesterday, uh, or about Wednesday, I guess, I was sitting there watching the doves, four of them. Yeah. 
how, how cute they were drinking out of the water bowl and uh, eating the cat food. And then all of a sudden, before you could well, no. flick, flick your finger, a cat, the cat, the mother cat, jumps out and grabs one of the doves. Oh. And runs around. Around the house. No. Through the house? He, he's on the, on the patio. Oh, okay. And he uh, runs off the patio around the house and leaves a few feathers. And that stupid cat came back about four, 30 minutes later wanting some cat food. <laughs> He'd eaten that dove. Oh. And uh, well, I guess he was looking for dessert or something. Maybe so. But it was survival of the fittest. Yeah, I know that's a complaint about <laughs> uh, cats and birds yeah. and this, barrels and neighborhoods. Yeah, and, this cat had just had a <laughs> just had a litter of kittens, and uh, but he, he got that got that bird got that dove quicker than you could wink. How fast are doves anyway? Well, they're not fast getting off the ground. Clearly not fast enough. Well, when, no. we, when we talk about the bird bass, we always talk about have the the bird bath <laughs> about at least six feet away from the cover, the nearest cover. Oh. So that the cat yeah. can't launch itself. <laughs> Most cats, you know, yeah. some of the athletic ones still. Yeah. Play. But uh, and it gives the. Uh, Gives the uh, bird. Uh, it's close enough that if the hawk sweeps through the or, or some some of the cats, they can get hidden. <laughs> but uh, it also gives them a chance to, oh, so that they don't they don't get uh, taken advantage of by the cats that get in. <laughs> in the cover is, uh, or it's, it's on the same level. No. The, the like just a water, couple, couple the, inches from the cover, so the, yeah, the, water. the dove never saw it coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, they get they, the, they, those doves will get used to it too. Yeah, oh, they. I mean, they just ignore the Westies. Yeah, uh, the Westies are out there stretched out on the yeah. patio, <laughs> and the doves are walking by, uh. are in the rain, are in the uh, <laughs> water dishes, and everything. It's just like. Poor doves. This, this is a gruesome show. All right, we're going to take a break and get natural, you caught up with the news. I understand. Uh, it doesn't make it any less gruesome. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. The phone number 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And uh, your calls when you call us at 210-308-8867. Or come on by with your questions. Bring some plant material and we'll see if we can help you uh, when you come up and visit us on the porch right here. Jerry went to get some water at the fountain. I hope he's okay. That cat was looking at him kind of mean. Mm. Oh, man. You have to wait till the break and the radio show. Yeah, exactly. We can't. show must go on. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right. What are some other things that folks should be doing gardening-wise? What are you doing right now? Well, I'm trying to keep those uh, tomatoes uh, going strong. Okay. And uh, uh, it, 
kind of I'm deciding if I need any more uh, of the of the tomatoes. Uh, we, you know, the Milpervers here had um, the nematode. Uh, mm-hmm. What was that? What was my valley cat? Valley cats are here, which is always <laughs> one of my favorites, and Phoenix. And so there's a lot of, a lot of, in addition to celebrity and Red Deuce and uh, Tycoon. You saw Valley Cat over there? They did. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Yeah. What? What are you doing? <laughs> well, they, they told me they were out of seed of that one. Oh, it says okay. Valley And uh, Phoenix, did we expect Phoenix to be there too? Yeah. Okay. For some reason. They've never lost that one or never yeah. put, took that one off. The uh, seed must be cheap. But, uh, yeah, they look, they, they look good. But you want to get them, if you're going to have the fall tomatoes, you want to get them in. Look at that little, that lady's got the wagon full of, uh, of oh, gosh, yeah. quarter wheat. Quarter wheat. Mm-hmm. I wonder when Paul was talking about that quarter weed, which one he was talking about, hey, Mom. But uh, at, Paul, at the Botanical Garden yeah. when they were having their sale. That's the only ones I ever saw. What's what? They, they started with the red the red and the, and the purple ones. Uh, yeah, here. But I'm talking about they grew at the Botanical. Oh, I don't know. When y'all mercilessly made fun of Paul for calling it Porter Wheat. <laughs> Knowing them, they probably had gotten some seed and grown the nat- some of the natives. I don't know. It's so uh, was a, a, a well used plant. We were teasing Paul because <laughs> we didn't know anything about uh-huh. it. But, but uh, gosh, and just a lot of write-ups uh, on the on the internet about uh, medical applications and uh, oh, really testing. You know, all all kinds of selections. Well, we've seen a lot of different colors. Here mm-hmm. and different sizes and some yeah. and different bloom patterns, some that bloom early, some that bloom late. Uh, Most of them bloom with a white bloom or a no, uh, blue or yellow. Well, the, let's see the, the, one. the red. Oh no, that blue is real common. There's a uh, there's um, I've never seen a yellow one though. Okay. Or a white one. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Now, there may be, but I've never. I've never know. seen them. I was trying to think of on the. Uh, they've got a lot of photographs on the internet for for various uh, selections. Neil Neil Sperry had a a little a write up about the butterflies in his uh, in his weekly newsletter, and. Uh, he put a lot of beautiful pictures of butterflies and plants. I wonder if he whispered them now. Probably not. I don't think he did. On, our, on a tropical milkweed. And he said, uh, monarch butterflies visited tropical milkweeds in McKinney, that's where he lived, as a nectar source three Septembers ago. There is information out there with quotes uh, out there, that this is not a good milkweed to grow for monarchs as it can act as a host to a harmful parasite uh, not die in winter's cold. So, uh, but he, he put that in quotes out there. 
Uh, he's not buying into that. Oh, okay. Yet. I was wondering where you were going. But anyway, he did a real nice article on winter, on uh, monarchs. The, the, the monarch is a photo- photographer dream, you know, that's mm. so colorful. Well, when I was in the uh, Army at the Defense Language Institute in Monterey, California, they they were really population. You know, and they, just like it comes through San Antonio here, this one went down through Carmel and... Um, On the Mon- coast, yeah. Huh? <laughs> and then, and, and it, uh, its wintering ground was right there on that, on that, some of those Monterey Pines and everything. All right. And now, I guess, uh, it's almost, you know, it's like 4 or 5% of the population. That's all, all that's left. It just, it's yeah. hard, hard to believe there were so many of them, and they're gone. So we don't, we, we've lost a little bit. They've lost even more over on the Pacific Coast. Yeah. Just from uh, building and removing the trees. Well, that was part of it. Uh, the lack of lack of milkweed, the, uh, the some uh, weather, and of course they 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 want to blame the uh, pesticides. Yeah. Uh, part of it, I think, an important part of it was the uh, the milkweed lack of uh, milkweed. The far all our our farmer friends finally got very successful with it. And yeah. I don't. I don't think a cat, cattle, or obviously deer and things like that won't eat milkweed. No, I mean it's not. Cause it's not not one of those that, that fools them or anything. Yeah, other up around the junction in the hill country, uh, Miss Nether, she's passed me. Uh, you should, and uh, so so that they. And they they were out on the range, where deer and antelopes and that's it. Where they play? Yeah, where they uh, play. And not eat and eat too. Okay. <laughs> uh, another changing the subject. Another sad thing. He got a question. He's taking questions and answers on his uh, mm-hmm. newsletter. Says, why is my Silverado sage dying out one branch at a time? Hmm. That's Sinisum. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, if Sinisa blooms during the rain, does it die during the drought? I would No, think it doesn't so. bloom during the rain. Yeah. It blooms before the rain. Oh, okay. It's Did a rain they? predictor. Okay, does it die in the drought? No, you know that answer. I think they like the drought. Uh, How much they were watering it, did they? Uh, no. It said, uh, said the plant looks large. That would lead me to believe it might have been in your landscape since February 2021. The Texas sage plant, Silverado, and others were brutalized by the cold that month, and they're still showing effects, kind of like our, a lot of shrubs do. Uh, they, after after the winter and people have forgotten the freeze. And it was planted in the ground rather than in yeah, containers. Yeah, it was in the ground. Uh, now, as it's, if it's in well-drained soil, it's hard, harder to to hurt it with uh, too much water, but uh, you, you certainly can in a container. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
like I say, they killed them in the ground in the, the first Xeriscape garden in San Antonio, at botanical garden. He killed some big ones. Uh, Neil says, trace one of the dying branches down to the main trunk. This is that this is just continuing deterioration brought on by the freeze damage. Now, he's probably, he's talking Dallas, Fort Worth. Well, we, we were pretty cold down here, too. But uh, basically, all you, all you have to do is cut them to the ground. In, in fact, a lot of people, that's what they should do anyway to keep them in bounds. You know, they get big. Yeah, they get tall. Yeah, tall. Leggy. Well, of course, people. And I, I guess it wasn't in the shade at all. Yeah, no, he didn't mention that. But uh, I, I never forget somebody talking about, we always talk about some big, some plants that get big, uh, like salvia uh, gregi and salvia farinacea, if it lives through the winter. We tested that uh, uh Duranta, I think, over at Forrester's house, and uh, we find out that cutting it back to the ground every year um, makes a shorter plant and much thicker. Oh, okay. It's in Hollywood Park, uh, out by the road, and uh, I don't think you put it by the road. because I was kind of noticing that my mine was slow to come come back after the. Freeze. Freezes, yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, <laughs> even firebush was slower this year, I think, than um, uh, yeah, that's probably most right. years. Uh, it was going to be 50% gone, <laughs> Point Siena. Yeah, I can't believe that thing came back. And I mean, little ones, big ones, mm-hmm. in between ones. Yeah, I was just noticing We should have made a list of all the plants you were betting against. Yeah, yeah I told you not to say I did not say. Uh-huh. I am not. I don't care what didn't you say. Didn't say what? I didn't say anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was uh, watching a customer who had a, had a wagon full of uh, of the uh, Pride of Barbados, and uh, I just was everything else we'd talk about. Oh you, yeah, like it didn't. Cold weather didn't even face it. It just came back and yeah. was prospering. Uh-huh. Uh, Milton, will you check and see if that pump that uh, E got in my coke? No, you're you're okay. <laughs> I don't know. You know how you know some people are definitely afraid of bees. Yeah. So what what would you recommend yeah, if somebody get some of that uh some of that uh milkweed bumblebees? What oh. can they do to protect their children? I don't know. Tennis racket. <laughs> Okay. Just wait till they fly. And again, up. the views of the hosts are purely their <laughs> well, own. I'm just and saying that's way to save your children. I'm Get just saying that views your own. And <laughs> I bet, I bet, if you walked out there and just kind of shook those yeah. with old bumblebees down there, I bet they wouldn't sting you. I'd bet a dollar that would. Oh, a dollar, huh? Wow, you're really going in on this. <laughs> well, I I go through the, and it, it depends on the person too. Like, I've got that uh, coral vine. Yeah. And uh, I have to kind of go through it to get to get to other things and. 
and they're just buzzing and being, you know, buzzing everywhere. And uh, I know neighbors, they watch me do that and they just cringe. <laughs> and I it just, it's got a part of them getting stung, I think, is that they're. Yeah. Show fear around honeybees and things. They release a. I don't know if a pheromone or what, some some type of uh, odor. That uh, this is before they poop in their bridges. Mm. I'm talking about. Thanks. <laughs> I, I thought I'd give you that vision. No, no, I'm preaching. <laughs> but uh, they that uh, tells the bees uh, that kind of alerts the bees. Uh, now does it alert, them, alert them too? These are these people are easy pickings, or these are a threat to us. I, mean, I think it, I think it must tell them it's a threat. <laughs> yeah. I, see, that man was uh, picked up that without a problem, and it's not there you know. He doesn't. He doesn't look like he's scared of them. No. Is, uh, and I imagine even bumblebees. Bumblebees well, are close to well, honeybees. Wasps, the hornets, a little more aggressive, but they, that's still. Kind of a same way with them too. You can, yeah. If you, it's just kind of like you're irritating them. You're getting in their way. But not, <laughs> obviously, you're not. Yeah. A major danger to them. Yeah. That guy I used to do TV with on uh, Channel Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I put a hive of bees out there. You know. <sighs> <laughs> And a lot of times they would be buzzing over the garden going back to the hive. But anyway, uh, Bruce said, well, you know, I'm definitely allergic to it. If one of those sting me, I'm going to have to t- go to the hospital so after the show is over. Mm-hmm. We understand. So, yeah. if, so Calvin and I decided while you went to the, get some water. If there you, you go. If you pass out, the show must go on. There you go. But uh, anyway, they would go to him. Uh, I could be standing oh, they, in, the, they really... in the flyways. You know where they're coming and going. I used to love to watch them go and come. They're amazing. You know, you can you can you move a hive of honey honeybees over if they're in a hive in a, in a box. You can move that when the, the bees returning will go to the original site, hmm. and you'll see them reach that uh, site. And then they veer off four inches to the left or right, depending on what the box is. They're, they're precise flyers. Back. But anyway, uh, Bruce Bruce wouldn't have any of that. All right. We're going to take a break. Okay. Give me a break. I'm going to 308-8867, the number to call. I'm Milton Glick. Be right back right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. I talked to Bob over there with uh, Tree Hugger Sprinklers. Uh, actually, was it yesterday or Thursday? I can't remember which day it was. But I will tell you that uh, he was so excited because the uh, Tree Hugger has really caught on. Uh, folks are, are, are gobbling them up. Uh, and, in uh, fact, they hope to. Uh, yeah, this is a good year to do Does it. Does that get yeah, this, stuck in your teeth? When you're... But uh, anyway, and I'm so glad, too. The Tree Hugger Sprinklers are terrific product and again this is the year uh, their timing was good unfortunately uh, but uh, there is a tool out there uh, for you uh, 
to help you water the uh, whether you're watering the root ball or watering the drip line. Uh, the tree hugger sprinkler is for you. There are up and close around the trunk of the tree, and you can do a little bitty bit of water or a whole lot of water to get the desired effect you're looking for. Check them out at treehuggersprinklers.com, and then find them right here at Mill Burgers and also at HEB. That's treehuggersprinklers.com. You'll like the product. A lot of folks are, and we're uh, glad to have him on the show, and I'm glad he's happy, too. Will not save plants on plantanswers.com. Oh, I saw that. And next, uh, I'm going to try to get it in next week. Right. It's going to be the uh, the uh, how to con- how to prevent the death from the droughts. Okay. And tree huggers are going to be an integral part of that. Oh, good. Up. Yay! All right. I got pictures of it. I had to go out in hot temperatures. Oh no! Hundred degree temperatures and take, take pictures. those pictures. Why didn't you go out in the morning and take? Uh, Shines on the sprinkler and shows the water up there oh, okay. at seven o'clock at night. Okay, at my house. But uh, I've got some information. So this is what you're willing to there. sacrifice to get a good picture. Yeah. the The main problem is when I sit down on the ground to take a close up. Oh, you get wet. No, I can't, can't get, get up. up. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's and then there's uh, his theories about uh, fire ants. I think he's sitting out there naked taking those pictures. Oh, could be. <laughs> Never got there. Uh, but anyway, uh, I've done some research on the both kinds, and of course, I'm a fan of the small one. Yeah. Uh, not the fact that it's cheaper, Milton. That wouldn't influence you at all. Oh, but uh, a man of my means wouldn't worry about that. Not on the short one, and that's the one we've got the most of here at Millburn. The seven inch Is the short ones. Because people don't realize that you can water out along the drip line as a, with a smaller circle. You don't have to uh, open it up until, until the entire large drip line and i'm watering you so are you so are you doing drip small, line or root small ball? ones doing small doing well um i took that kind of advice and i explained it he said yeah we have a lot of people that are doing that yeah so apparently uh, about my uh, yard where i was just turning it on for a little while and moving it getting a little bit of uh, maybe they heard my idea uh, yeah i bet so and embraced it you're you're a leader in this stuff uh-huh yep in gardening advice and, and practices. <laughs> oh, okay. Gardening uh, hacks by Milton. <laughs> Just hack that tree down. I'll try to try to get it on by next week. Okay. Uh, also, I was looking at uh, Neil Sperry's uh, uh, right newsletter, and uh, he gives uh, some hints on what to do. And uh, every now and then, I see he goes back to his. Extension days, which was 30 years ago, 40 years ago, maybe. And he talks about planting, but the plant says uh, planting fall, ve- plant fall vegetables, bush, mm-hmm. bean, this corn on that. As a fall vegetable? Yeah. Okay. That's, it's, <laughs> it, it says it's too late to plant fall What? Got my attention on the corn. Corn is very difficult to grow in in the fall uh, because corn grows according to heat units that they experience. 
So if you take a take a corn plant, uh, if you plant corn now, and it's a hundred degrees every day, mm-hmm. that corn is going to grow tall quickly, and have to wait till cool temperatures, which will hopefully happen in September and late September, to plant the corn. But because it grows so fast in the heat, uh, you will uh, 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 it'll it'll be ready by Thanksgiving. So, uh, and you have to be careful with the variety you choose, because a lot of sweet corns will uh, be very sensitive to that heat and uh, get uh, not be productive. Also, right under that, he says, fall uh, plant fall annual color. Marigolds, celosas, pentas, angelonias, all four-inch potted pl- transplants growing vigorously, but not in bud. Not in bud? Not in, buy them in bud, but not yet in bloom. Oh. Now... That goes back to the mare mumps. Well, that, that the old timers. That's that the whole nursery industry has changed over to uh, only in bloom. You know they won't sell a plant unless it's in bloom. Uh, thinking of uh, the year that uh, color spot nurseries out here outside of town. Uh, and they were in buds, not blooms, and they wouldn't sell them. They would not sell them until they bloomed, which we are advised against. Hmm. Because once they bloom, they go from a vegetative state and bloom as much. They never grow as big and bloom as much. So uh, it, it would be hard. You would be hard pressed to go out here and find those plants. Oh, there's your hummingbird. Not in bloom. Because uh, they they buy them in bloom and they sell them in, only in bloom. Uh, so anyway, also I'm gonna have to have a talk with Neil. Mm-hmm. You keep promising to talk to Neil. <laughs> that never seems to happen. He said, prune dead branches out of shade trees, notably oaks. It is safe. Question. I mean quotation marks around safe. To do oak pruning at this time. Oak wilt fungus is not active at these temperatures. I just say it's safe. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe the same way he did on the on On these. What was he said that there others say or something like that? Yeah, right, right. But out there, there are those out there. Yeah, there you go. Also on spider lilies, lacoris. And naked lady lilies, or oxblood lilies. Oh, wow, yeah. Or fall crocus, or lilies of the field. Uh, This this is the best time to plant those. Pops to them, nothing. Oh, the spider. They the, just uh, kind of surprise you. Lilies, you know, yeah. they're on the ground. They just kind of come up and surprise after you. after a significant rain. Meaning what? About three tenths of an inch? Oh, at least three tenths. Maybe <laughs> even four tenths. My gosh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's asking a lot, isn't it? Uh, 
But if you remember where they are and you want to transplant some, it's perfect. And there'll be a lot. And don't think that you're going to get all the bulbs. You're going to kill out your stand if you either thin them or or give give some away. Little bulbs out. No. They, they've got bulbs beneath bulbs. So uh, if you thin them. Some stranger coming up here. Uh oh. What's up, Trace? There you go. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Let me make. Patch <laughs> your mic up. What's going on, Trace? Let's see if you're there. I thought you were going to get Hello. some gallons this weekend. Tomatoes. No. I said I was going to have a good selection of four and a half inch. Oh, okay. Which you do. Okay. Good selection of purslane, too. Those are pretty up front. They used to. They, I, let's see, was it last year or year before I saw the uh, yeah, blooms or had streaks of red and, and the yellow? So You remember that variety? Well, I believe they called it Mexican purslane. It was a double bloom. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll take the heat. We, we've, taught, we've put uh, native purslane on the wild one. Take out a big plant of it and throw it on top of a tin roof in a hundred degree temp. Get it off that tin roof, put it on the ground, it'll root and grow. Huh. So they are unbelievably tough. I thought he was going to say put it in a salad. So no he way. Got, he, got it, he got it warmed up and now he wants to put it in a salad. No. But, you uh, like to eat everything. Why not? Yeah. But a lot of people fuss about purslane uh, saying that uh, it spreads it. Which is, is, is true. Any is little true. piece of that hits. It's like Bermuda grass. Almost. Same same boat with ice plant. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, I, as I was walking in, I see we still got two flare hibiscus. They're blooming. That's the way you can tell them. Uh, but uh, they're mixed in with an, another one. So uh, look for that uh, fancy uh, bloom, white bloom. And, of course, it's full of buds, too, that's going to bloom later. But you better get those when you when you can because uh, I don't know if Trace is going to be, yeah. Okay. Trace, what else is going on? Or now, I know we have David coming up on the 20th. Yep, something like that. Um, well, let's see. Uh, we sold out of Crissanders once already. Wow. <laughs> How many you got, though? You got, uh, we, had, we brought in another 75. To, uh, I think you were going to be responsible that. for getting Crissandra all over San Antonio. I hope so. Man, that thing is bloomed. Say grad. <laughs> can, you, can you get some without blooms on? I'm sure I could. <laughs> I, I can custom make one for you. Yeah, wait a minute. Buy the plants without bloom. Back in, in the older days... Uh, That's was suggested, but we know people don't do that. Yeah, well, they won't. The the day of buying plants out of bloom is over. So it's, I, uh, it's, I heard a I heard a story. Uh oh. That uh, color spot. Yeah. They the people were buying the the six packs and calling them color spots because they were providing plants in what the plant. Was. That's funny. <laughs> I imagine the color spot didn't even object. Absolutely not. But I think they were one of the first that started doing like four-inch pots. Yeah. So they could have a root system big enough to get in bloom. Calvin mentioned that you've uh, got a lot of white vinca out there. It's, uh, it's been a while. You've had them. Kind of yeah. like cyclamen. You pick one color, 
and then you accent it with white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So almost everybody wants to plant white vinca with the other color that they like. It's look good. And you got a couple choices on the whites. You got uh, one that's got the streaks in the middle, and then you got that pure pure white too. Both of them are equally attractive. What are folks coming in and, and talking about that they're concerned about? Your employees are answering questions. About. Uh, so many questions about watering. Oh, okay. Or, like, the, or the lack thereof. Why is my plant doing this? There how, you know. how do you water once they explain? That's why. It's doing okay, that. last week we uh, some I'm talking about like for yards and stuff, best watering, you know, which... Uh, maybe which sprinkler you can. You were here for the... Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I don't think I was over here. Uh, you, you missed that? <laughs> I think I missed that. I'm glad I got to do it again. But you're right. I would have made, for- made fun of you. You've yeah, been trying to forget. Yeah. I see. Yeah, so do you have any tips and tricks on uh, best watering practices that, that you recommend? Well, it's always it's different for everything. So okay. My, my first thought is people don't ever water long enough. And so in containers, I would water them over and over and over again until you stop seeing air bubbles. Okay. Once you stop seeing air bubbles, then you've actually just don't have to water anywhere near as often, whether it's in the ground or, or in a pot. And your finger always tells you. You never water because it's Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. You water when you can stick your finger in the ground, which we've had He's some not even listening. about that. Yeah. And it's cooler, damp to your middle knuckle is probably okay. Okay, so if it's not, then uh, does that bubbling that you were talking about, the air bubbles, uh, relate to the pl- the water going all the way through the container and out the drain holes? Well, so water obviously is going to take the path of least resistance. So the first several times you water it, more water is going around that outer edge than actually to the plant. So when you fill it all the way up, so that it's thoroughly wet so when you stop seeing the air bubbles then you know that all the soil is wet so if the water shows up too fast all the way through the container that's 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 one of those indications yeah you never you never plant the soil filling it up until you stop seeing those air bubbles got ed on the line do you have oh go ahead ed's on the line at 210-308-8867 hey there ed welcome to millburgers gardening south texas how you doing today Pretty good. I believe you guys are too. Yeah, we're doing okay. But thank you for asking. Know where either I can buy lacy oak uh, trees, or whether you know where one is where I can scarf up some acorns. Look around, but uh, pretty sure I have some lacy's oak here on property. Okay, good. All right, uh, I have a. A superstar uh, brochure from 2020. Has there been another one published since then? Yeah, there's been two or three. Uh, uh, when the last one is? Uh, we've got Trace and then we've got the the last one printed here. It, it was weren't printing the the item, and I know, so there were several things that got removed. Uh, even though they are Texas superstars, nobody grows it. So it, it's, oh. it's a constant, it's a constant uh, fluctuation. Yeah. And I think that I know the TDA, Texas Department of Agriculture, was the one that toned it up the money to, to get that printing because it's full of for A&M to do. So uh, 
And I think Dr. Pemberton up in uh, Tyler and and them. Uh, it's online too, uh, where you could. Yeah, my TDA. I'm 99% sure you could get get a copy online and you well, know, print, the print it have, or look at it. The reason I ask is because uh, the one I have, I got it in 2021, and and when I asked them if there was a current one, they hmm, that's yeah. certainly a possibility. That's a possibility. Um, it's a good question. I know. Like I said, well, you can always go online. And, uh, and you should be able to see it, see all those items there. And they add with three every year. Oh, do so, they? Okay. So even if uh, uh, it didn't get printed, it, the, those items yeah. should still be on there. I mean, I'm looking like, at uh, now. They're they're all listed, so that's kind of cool. Well, like that grass was one for last year. Oh, was year it? Let me look at the grass. I, I probably probably would not. I guess it's under specialty plants, or um, anyway, Texas. I don't know. Texas Superstar got to be. Got to be a listing. Yeah, I'll look. Tycoon tomato, water lilies. Last one. Okay. Yeah, it's here. I'm sure. All right. Does that good? help you out, Ed? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure you're okay. Did Did you check right, check out I, online at Texas? Line went Su- for a few seconds. Oh, check out TexasSuperstar.com, and you'll find them. In stock. No, because the one grower that was growing it. They, they were the only one, and they, they didn't grow it this year. <laughs> so that's why I said it's a, it's a com. Uh, some years you're going to find things, some you're not. But that one, there was only one person growing it, and he didn't do it this year. We make them a Texas superstar to make sure that uh, there's a supply. And uh, that was what was so great, you know, is because we could check with our local nurseries. And uh, if they didn't have them, most of the time the nurserymen would would buy some in if they were available. No, oh, I see it. It is under it is under black stocking and Princess Caroline. Oh, Princess Caroline been on a while. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you. All right, we got to take a break. Then we're going to talk to Billy right after this. Two one zero three zero eight eight Acres Landscaping and Nursery, sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer: 30 per patio. Then, when it's raining, uh, but when it's nice and uh, when the weather cools down a bit, you may want to spend more time on that deck. And if it's not looking the way you want it to look, well, Barry, hey, Barry says he really can make it look new again. And you can see examples on his website, deckandpatiocare.com. He can make it look new again. There's some great examples when you look at the. Uh, it's uh, they're called the Project Gallery on that deckandpatiocare.com. But Barry's been doing this since 1980. Loves staining and talking and one of the experts in the nation on this. And he's right here in San Antonio, so he's easy to get to. 47-210-822-9147. And check him out online at deckandpatiocare.com. Billy is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Billy. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? Are you there? Billy better not be out in this hot weather. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, I think we've lost Billy for a second, so... Oh, no. We've lost Billy? I think uh, he got disconnected. Has he passed? No. Stop it. We lost Billy. No. We, that made me sad. I uh, Stop it. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on here. 210-308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866 <laughs> 
in this week in the garden, Calvin writes, it is a bird bath is an easy and effective option. Enhance its attraction to birds by including a recirculating mechanism. They are inexpensive and easy to operate. To put the water next to the ground. Set up those poor doves. <laughs> well, everybody fusses at them. you getting all the feed. Oh, I see. Uh, speed up the decomposition of organic material in the uh, lawn fertilizer for each gar- garbage container of material and then soak the pile while including the fertilizer with water. That brings up something I wanted to ask Trace. You know, we all uh, catch uh, containers beneath containers that we're growing because it uh, oh, soaks yeah. them. I, what do you think about using those at this time of the year Saucer. when the plants are uh, dry? them for 35 years. I, every time I mentioned to her, <laughs> just, she just ignored me and continued to use them. There you go. When, it, when you got a... Uh, uh-huh. When... You're you're kind of on the edge of uh, having enough soil reservoir, and you got well drained soil. Yeah. You're, you're generally not threatened too much, but you're it could it could be. They more, don't dry out as fast. Yeah, but I yeah I, I I've think, never noticed. I think this time of the year, when it's so hot, especially if you've got a large. Oh yeah, you can imagine a a, a zinnia that's. Uh, Three foot by three foot. I mean, yeah. you you could just stand there constantly <laughs> for twenty four hours and not during this hot weather, because, like Trey says, if you fill that up around the rim, that water with that water around the rim, it'll go straight through, without getting the uh, pot wet. The uh, root of saucers are it's got a saucer on the bottom of the pot. Yeah, I call it a tray. Uh, yeah, tray, maybe a water Some, tray. Yeah. Uh, and your brown sparrows love it. Yeah, yeah, they can drink out they, of it. Yeah, they, they, they seem to it. like that, a regular just a yeah. bird bath. So that's one of those things that uh, we say don't do it, and now <laughs> oh. I, th- I think it's a way, to, good way to do it during this hot weather, dry, wet, dry weather. Now when it turns out, you know, it, it, it'll rot the plant, rot the roots. But if it's eight hours, seven, eight hours, if not sooner. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how fast. Do you did y'all do y'all water the pot? It's in the pot of plant itself, or do you just put the water in the uh, and let, then let it, it go through? Let it run all the way through. Yeah, that was a why I asked Trace that uh, question because I didn't I don't always notice any bubbling there through the soil or or if you know if it's going around the edge mm-hmm. then you then that that helps too with that tree there yeah going around the edge because it, it kind of refills and you know a lot of a lot of plants benefit by base uh come to mind is African violets you know the, I, I I got a pot full and I said there's a string hanging out the bottom of this thing. Yeah. And they, that, that's where they soak up the water. It is. So I won't break the leaves. Oh, that's a good idea. It's uh, t- 
take take it out to the bear pot to remove the uh, uh, cover, the pot cover, and just sink it in, the, put it in the sink about off of your water. Uh, that you, you'll it'll dry out on you eventually. Yeah. Then there's some plants. It doesn't matter what you do. They, yeah. You right. Can't over. Yeah, that's a change in recommendations. Uh, okay. That may not hold well. further north of here, but it sure as hell holds here. Okay. Hey, listen, we're just about out of time. Okay. So we're going to say goodbye for today, but I want to remind you, David Rodriguez will be here on the 20th. More week or No, weeks? no, no. It's uh, Today's the 6th, so not next Saturday, but a week from next Saturday. Huh? More about this by going to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. You'll find there about uh, other events that are happening as well as the um, uh, upcoming, uh, or the sale items, rather, too. So, uh, all right, we're Milton Glick. See you tomorrow back here at the nursery on The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.